Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Lord, thank you that you are alive. You don't, you don't give life, you are life. When we sing, you revive me, it's an importation of your spirit that opens our eyes to see that we are alive in you. Lord, when we say you make us alive, it's because there's an importation of your life that gives us life, that restores life to us, that reveals life in us. Lord, we cannot think of a better time than this to be alive in you. We live in a time of brokenness and lawlessness and hurt. Thank you that you chose us to be here tonight, specifically to hear your word. And be transformed by you, Lord. Just for a moment while your eyes are closed, just, just take a moment and just say, Lord, I'm surrendering whatever preconceived idea I have of what's going to happen tonight. I'm opening my heart for you, Lord. There's security, there's comfort, there's peace. Lord, we acknowledge that you are not there to make a joke of us or make us do silly stuff to just entertain or jump around or whatever lord there's a a real revelation that's here tonight and and we want to open our hearts for that lord just in your own words while you are there just take a moment and just lay down your preconceived idea of how this works what your expectations are of the service Lord, also as a family, we just say, Lord, that we are not here to share good ideas or happy life stories or whatever. We are here to, to see you and acknowledge your revelation. Thank you for revealing yourself to us and transforming our minds tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. We are busy with a series um, called Rooted. And um, when, when Vian came and he said, listen, um, this is what I experienced God saying, I, I was quiet for a while, but it wasn't long until I realized there couldn't be a more in-season word for a time as this. There couldn't be a more realistic time to be rooted and know where you are rooted in than for a time like this, right? So last week we spoke about, spoke about the word, being rooted in the word, and tonight we speak about fellowship. Uh, I'm very excited to share with you. When, when Vian said, let's talk about fellowship or, or fellowship and the word and whatever is some of the topics that we're going to cover, what would you like to talk about? And I said, fellowship, and he said, yes, talk about fellowship, and, um, and that's how it happened. So last week, last week, I think Thursday, we had the discussion, and, and I, I made this decision that Saturday I will be busy with God the whole day. We have an open day. 
going to spend time in the Word and spend time in, in prayer. And that's what I'm going to do. So um, when I woke up Saturday morning, I received the WhatsApp saying, let's go ride some bicycle from one of my friends. And uh, I wanted to speak to him. So um, this is also part of getting to know me. I don't let a, let a conversation with someone go by quickly. So when he said, let's go ride bicycle, I thought chance to, uh, to talk a bit. So I said, yes, let's go. But I had this uncertainty in my heart because I had a plan and there was something specific that I wanted to do, but okay, let's go cycle. So those of you who don't know me, I... I am not the kind of cycler that, that runs out of road to cycle. I get tired still. So um, we have a few cyclists in the church that can go on on the end of the world, but um, I'm not one of them. So I quickly realized when, when we started the cycling process that this guy is in a better shape than me today. And he has a lot more energy than what I have at this stage. So immediately he started riding and, and I was at least 20 meters behind from the beginning. And, um, and I, I had the idea to have this discussion. And, uh, and I thought to myself, to myself, I either have to let go the idea of being able to talk to him on this specific bike ride, or I have to pick up my pace and, you know, get next to him. So I did that for a very short while and then I realized that's not going to work today. Because, <laughs> um, for obvious reasons. But, um, and then um, eventually he turned to me and he said, just up the hill ahead, we're going to stop. And then, and I thought, okay, great. You know, I'll make the most, I'm going to make every second count. I'm going to talk my whole story in record time and make sure that I get everything out because I was struggling to breathe at the time. So um, when, when he stopped, he started talking immediately and I thought to myself, um, okay, I'll listen it out first. The second thing you can learn from me tonight is I like to listen also. So when he started talking, I thought, I'm not going to talk now, I'm going to listen. So I listened. And he talked, and um, when he was finished, he said, okay, let's go. And I was like, okay. And he said, are you okay? And I said, yes. And he said, okay. And we went, and we rode, and I was 20 meters behind, <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't catch up with him, and the same thing happened, and I was out of breath, and... Um, and I, I rehearsed the whole story in my mind shorter and shorter every time because I wanted to get through it with the next stop that we had. But, and that happened not far from there. And when he stopped and he looked at me, he said, Manny, I'm really sorry, but we are lost. <laughs> and we got lost at about 50 kilometers. We wanted to ride only 50. And I immediately knew um, we drove in one direction. So, apart from my expectation, I knew we have to go back the same way that we got here. And um, it, it, it would end up in, in 100 kilometers, and um, I forgot my story and what I wanted to say. And I focused all my energy into whatever I have left in my legs, and um, we started riding, and it was about five kilometers later, he said, Henny, are you okay? 
And I said, yes. And he said, I think we must call someone to come get us. And I didn't understand what exactly he meant, but um, as, as I got into the car, I was obedient because I was finished. I didn't have any energy left. I didn't tell him my story. We got home about half past 11 the morning. And, uh, and when I saw myself in the car um, mirror, I knew I wasn't okay. And that he saw that the whole time while we were riding. That's why he was asking me that so many times. When I got at home, I started finishing up. And um, one thing remained. I had this experience of this was not how I thought this day would go. Apart from all the rest of the obvious reasons, I wanted to press into God and pray and, and spend time in the Word, and that didn't happen. And um, while I stood there, God said, let's fellowship. And I immediately, when he said that, experienced the word fellowship almost synonymous with an invitation. Let's fellowship, as in, come, let's talk. And I enjoy that. I enjoy talking to God also. I enjoy praying. So I said, Lord, I'm so sorry. And he said, no, don't repent. Let's fellowship. And I was quiet for a while. And, um, and I said, Lord, and I didn't have anything else to say. And, and, and he said, just, let's just talk. And I said, Lord, I feel guilty. And the moment I said it, something released in me. And I said, Lord, I, I feel I wasted my time. And once again, there was that connection with God. And, and I experienced these, that I just started saying all of the things that I was busy feeling at the time. And it's almost as if the word fellowship and the word invitation almost became so real to me at the time that I just started saying whatever was, I was feeling on my heart. Lord, I'm, I'm tired, I'm sore. I, I don't know what the rest of my day is going to look like. And, and as I spoke to him, the disconnect that I experienced got changed. And he said, this is what fellowship is. And from that was born the scripture that God gave to me today. The one thing that stood out for me during that whole time, apart from the fact that I was 25 meter, meters behind my riding partner at the time, when I stood there finishing up and trying to get me ready for the day, I felt lost. I felt unsure, I felt alone. But most of all, there was, a sense, there was a sense of loneliness. I think we can all relate that from time to time we have a plan, especially when it comes to something that's important to us. Lord, I want to bring this to you. I, I want to deal with this. I want to be transformed in this area of my life. I, I want to serve you better. I want to spend more time with you. And when it doesn't happen, there's a, there's a disconnect and a loneliness that, that springs up from that. And, and that's exactly what I felt. So I want us to have a look at the biblical definition of fellowship. So the word um, fellowship means koinonia. And just by reading the words, a partnership, contributory help, sharing in, spiritual fellowship, a fellowship in the spirit, 
Willingness to share, a sharer, a partner. Now, if you look at the Afrikaans word, you know, it, it kind of leans towards a few people sitting together talking about the same stuff with the same idea. But this is a lot deeper. This is something that reaches you in a, in a place in your heart that, that only almost God can communicate. And there's, there's a spiritual aspect to this that's far surpassing whatever we can think of, of whatever we can, we can plan. I'm going to read for us in, in 1 John 1, and I just want you to listen to the words. And um, while I read it, I want to kind of raise the first invitation. I don't experience that there's someone here tonight, but this morning I kind of had the idea that from time to time we wait for whoever has to say whatever next so we can get to the next thing that was supposed to happen. And, and in the meantime, we completely miss what it was that God wanted to share with us. So I want to invite you first and foremost to say, Lord, as we read, as we pray, I'm going to be attentive to what you are busy stirring in my heart and while this guy with the mic is busy speaking I'm going to take this opportunity from now on to connect with you and to respond so whatever happens in your heart please be obedient respond because in my prayer time God told me that he will be healing people he will be setting people free he will be restoring relationships as we are sitting here so I don't think it's a massive act that we have to do. It's something that he does. Just for us to respond to his call. 1 John 1. Listen to this and let your hearts respond. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest and we have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was made manifest to us, to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you. So that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are these things so that your joy may be complete. Verse 5 says, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. What a powerful portion of scripture. And as we read it, I pray that you also already are busy responding to what God is saying to you. So the first thing I would like to take out of this scripture is the part in verse 4 more or less, where it says, or verse 3 where it says, 
so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We find a correlating scripture um, in John 17, verse 17 to 21. It reads as follows. Sanctify them in the truth. Jesus is speaking to the Father. Your word is truth. And you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So here's a great invitation saying, I'm sanctifying you in the truth. As I was sent into the world, so I'm also sending you. But then he goes in verse 21 and he says, that they may all be one just as you, Father, I in me and I in you. There's a specific call of oneness, intimacy, that we are called to. And when I read that, being a, a person that enjoys relationships, I, I kind of stuck with that until I read the verse to the end. And I kind of had to read it three times. I was wondering why God keeps on telling me, read it again, read it again until the end. And, and what, what stuck with me after that was this specific piece saying, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So it's not only a kind of a support when we focus on God saying there's light, there's direction, there's revelation, there's, there's, there's a revealing and there's hope and there's joy and everything that comes with it. He reveals himself to us so that we can be one with him and one with each other so that people may know him. Now to me, that kind of puts it into a different perspective. When I speak to God, like I did while I was busy finishing after the cycling, um, I immediately started repenting because that's kind of my, my, my go-to. That's the way I talk to God. And God immediately said, no, just, just fellowship. So the first question I want to ask you is, when you speak to God in terms of fellowship, how do you determine this conversation? Like, Do you at all allow God to, to guide you in this conversation or is it something that that you primarily drive, meaning it's not actually a conversation. It's not actually fellowship. It's actually like I'm telling you what I need, when, how, in what way. There's no fellowship in that. There's no light in that. And in most cases, unfortunately, it's not the truth either. Because for some reason, we think when we speak to God, we can kind of say the things that he wants to hear, and he doesn't know what's going on in our hearts. He knows. We might as well start now saying, Lord, I lay my whole introduction of my discussion with you down, and I'm saying, Lord, I'm coming just as I am. Whatever I'm feeling at this stage, whatever I'm thinking at this stage, whatever I'm going through at this stage, I'm literally just saying this. Because of fellowship, because of oneness, because of your invitation. The second part of the scripture um, that stood out for me um, 
in, in um, 1 John 1, it, it leads to John 17, verse 22 to 24. It says, the glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and you and me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me. Again. And loved them even as you loved me, Father. I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me, because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Again, Jesus speaks about this oneness and this love that was surpassing all. Um, we just sang in that one song, and, uh, and I'm actually glad that this Spirit reminds me about this, saying, um, I don't have a context for that kind of love. And it's so true. We don't have a context context of, of how God loves us, calling us into this intimacy and oneness with him, set apart or let alone the fact that he does it for a very specific reason and the first being so that they may know that I was sent by you. And the second is that stood out for me in this spot and, and what I experienced God wanted to say to us tonight, especially again, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. And that triggered something in me. What's this about? And luckily there was this reference to a different scripture in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. Look at this. And we all with an unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Now what's exciting to me is if God says, I have loved you so much, I called you to me for fellowship. I have loved you so much and I called you to me for fellowship that I am sending you to have fellowship with the rest of the body also. In the first instance, so that they may know me, so that they may know that the Father has sent me. But in the second instance, so that you can see my glory and be transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Looking to him as we fellowship with each other, stirring each other in fellowship and in oneness and in intimacy with each other, stirring each other to see him and being transformed from glory to glory to look more like Jesus. I often find myself in conversations with people where I feel um, I can hear that you need help or assistance. And uh, recently, and not, not after this for a while now, I started while I, I look at people that I'm talking to or conversations that I'm in, and I'm thinking, Lord, if there's anything of this that's also evident in me, please show it to me. And, uh, and he does. It's not always the same exactly as the conversations that I'm busy having, but there's something that I can take out of the conversation and that God can speak to me about at the time, which excites me to the extent that I um, have to remind myself that someone's actually busy talking and not just start talking about, you wouldn't believe what God just showed me. 
That's the kind of fellowship that we are called to. And I want to encourage you when you speak to each other, like we read in 1 John 1, don't hold anything back. If he encourages us to say, confess your sins to one another so that you might be healed. How hard can it be to say, listen, let's fellowship. Let's talk about something that makes sense. Let's talk about Jesus. What was the last thing that you prayed about? What was the last thing that you read? What are you going through? Are you okay? I just want to care. And the things that stood out for me was, was obviously to make him known and to be transformed into his image. Looking more like him, living more like him, making a difference wherever we go. From where? From a place of fellowship. In John 17 verse, verse um, 25, um, we read, O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. So let's bring it together. We are called to fellowship with God in openness, transparency, without any hesitancy, without any nice words or preconceived ideas of whatever, literally just as you are. When we do that, it's easy for us to look at the person next to me saying, let's take this further. Let's speak into each other's lives. Whether it's by confessing sin, whether it's by stirring one another to be transformed into this image of Jesus from glory to glory. Whether it's just to back one another and make sure that no one's lonely or alone while they are actually around people. Living from a place of fruit that we find in God. And ultimately being in a place where we see that when we reach people that does not know him, may the fellowship that we have with him and the fellowship that we have with each other make him known. Now, I think we can all agree that the world needs Jesus, right? And we say it often. The world needs Jesus. We need a savior. We need someone to come help us. And when I read this, I, it, it was almost that it was almost something that 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 shocked me to a standstill. That said, what the world needs is people that has fellowship with Him. What the world needs is people that has fellowship with each other. And what the world needs is that people will respond out of this and be transformed from glory to glory and live the life that Jesus called you to. Now, as we do this. We will be transformed from glory to glory. And I honestly believe that it will include healing. It will include restoration. It, it will include hope. It will include direction and vision and purpose. It will include all of those things. But, but coming from the, the revelation of who God is. Coming from stirring one another in the faith. Coming from making him known. So what I want us to do tonight is, is take a moment and respond to this word. And I want you to read the, 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 the four invitations that I experienced on my heart, God said to me. Um, you will see on invitation four, it says, who is my accountability partner for the week? 
When I did my preparation, I, I got to a, a app on on the Bible app, um, the U version Bible app, and and it was a um, a community or fellowship app, a, a Bible reading plan that Shofar Stellenbosch wrote. And um, what I experienced was that some of you yeah, might feel I want to take it into the week and I want to make it more active. I think it's an eight-day um, Bible plan. So I want you to pray. Um, it's, I, will, I will have it with me if there's anyone. I will talk to Siobhan and Gareth about the, the link or whatever. Just write your name or your number if you would like it and, and we can make sure that we share the, the Bible plan with you. But the Bible plan's name is Godly Community. So if you have a pen, godly community. But I want us to pray through these four. Invitation one. Lord, I feel a disconnect between me and you. Whenever I speak to you, I kind of feel that I have to say certain words. And I don't know what those words are. So I'm battling to be connected to you. Be honest. Be transparent. Be true to yourself. Lord, I'm battling to pray. Help me. Lord, it kind of feels like I'm closing my eyes and talking to myself. Please show me that you are alive. Those are the type of questions that we will never have answered if we never ask them. So you might as well. Okay. Lord, I'm battling to have fellowship with the body of Christ. I feel shy. There's stuff in my past I feel shy about. I feel guilty. I feel I don't belong. If anyone would know, I would be rejected. I will be casted out or... Whatever, whatever your expectation is, Lord, I'm battling with this. Please help me. Help me, Lord, that when I fellowship with you, send me to people. Send me to someone that is full of you, that's guided by your spirit. Lord, please, please send me to someone I can talk to. Lord, I, I struggle to, in a conversation, see what you are busy saying to me. And I battle to respond to that while I'm in conversation or while I'm somewhere. I battle to make you known. Lord, please help me, show me. And then, who is my accountability partner for the week? I want to invite you, but I, I didn't read into the word so much, but I was hoping that there's some sort of an aggressive invitation, <laughs> if I can call it that. I want to almost invite you, but say, please do it. Please just do it. If you want life, if you want love, if you want to be loved, if you want to be accepted, if you want to be transformed, if you want to know what you are doing here, have fellowship with God. Have fellowship with the body of Christ so that he may be made known. That we can also carry his name throughout every person that we spend time with. Lord, we thank you that we can once again acknowledge that this is not a good idea. This is something that has to be revealed in our hearts, Lord. When we become quiet this evening, Lord, and we trust you to, sh to show us what our next step is, we thank you that it's something that will be revealed by your spirit because you love us. You love us. I pray for a revelation of, of the fact that you love us so much, Lord, that, that you meet us where we are when we are willing to be led by you. We open our hearts. We trust you, Lord. We surrender all of our preconceived ideas and we honor you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in the truth, Lord. In Jesus' name.